0: This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with Jessica Bautista and Liz Rowe, our two digital journalists who handle all of our video production on staff. And as you may or may not know, we create a digital state of the town annually instead of a mayor's address where he or she would stand at a podium on a stage and speak to a crowd of about 100 or so people. And instead, here in Gilbert, we create a high-definition video, approximately 15 minutes long, that is basically a year-in-review that anyone can view from their phone, their computer, at home, without having to attend an event. And we're about to premiere our fifth annual Digital State of the Town at the end of this month, and last year's production was actually nominated for an Emmy, very exciting, and has nearly 50,000 views, so we reach many people far beyond Gilbert, which I think is also what makes this such a powerful tool. And I get a lot of calls from other cities asking how we make this video and if we produce it in-house or what production company we do use. And so yes, we do this completely in-house with two staff members. It's a team effort for a lot of the other pieces of the promotional part of it, but the actual video production is a two-person job. So two digital journalists do all of the planning and production, shooting and editing. And that process goes on for months. And so I think that's what makes it difficult when people ask, do you hire a production company? If you were to hire someone outside, it would be very difficult to have a company follow you over the course of a year. It's one thing to come in and shoot an event or hire someone to do that. But when we're starting to shoot basically at the beginning of the year until the end, that would be virtually impossible without having someone in-house who's very knowledgeable about everything going on in your organization, and that's here for that full year. And so, again, my digital journalists are fabulous, and they're going to talk to us a little bit about the planning and then the process of what it takes to make such a terrific video like this.
1: Yes, so the planning started, uh, what, two two days after we debuted last year's? (laughs) Because
0: everyone says, how are you going to top this? What are you going to do? We're honestly
1: already thinking about it as we're finishing up the video is, yeah. is what we're going to do next year. <laughs> you can't help it. Um, but yeah, we, we actually had a, a unique year this year um, with the council and the mayor. We had some changes. Um, we got an interim mayor who is now our official mayor and she will be officially sworn in um, mid January. And so um, we, we kind of had this, this scenario where anything could happen. And um and using the, that we the
0: mayor is the host of yes, the video. The, yeah, that's, so that's a good why point po- to make. It poses the a mayor problem. is kind of like yeah.
1: the glue that holds this the rest of the stuff together. So um as Dana mentioned, we record throughout the year um at different events and with different businesses and we have different um uh, kind of sections and topics that we cover and then the mayor comes in and kind of kind of pieces that all together and has in the, for the past four years. And so when we didn't know whether or not we would have that component this year, it kind of um, sparked a different idea, which I thought was really um, really kind of a cool thing that we took it as an opportunity. Um, and it kind of transitioned into what it is now over the course of this past year, how everything played out. And that um, theme is Choose Gilbert. And um, it is Choose Gilbert as in Choose Your Own Adventure, So we've taken on this Choose Your Own Adventure theme. If any of you are familiar with the book series that came out... Um, it was really big in the 80s. <laughs> so, we love the
0: 80s. Yeah,
1: and the 80s are back now. So, um, you know, we thought it was hip and in. And uh, so we're yes, kind of... Yes, Stranger
0: Things just happened to come out after we had the idea. That no. may have
1: been a giant <laughs> source of our inspiration uh, for for some of the stuff, for some of the elements that we're putting in. Um, uh, but, but, you know, taking on that theme and that once you have that hat, we call it our hashtag idea. So we use it as um, a hashtag before and after the video comes out to kind of help promote it, help get that conversation started. Once we have that, it really kind of gets the ball rolling on what we do throughout the year to kind of tie everything together. Um, As Dana mentioned, you know, we shoot this throughout. So at different events, we had our Gilbert Days Parade, which is one of the biggest events that we throw here in Gilbert. Um, We were asking people to say on camera, you know, I choose Gilbert and things like that. So throughout the year, we'll get people to say these taglines you know, at the end of an interview for whatever event we're already doing a video on. We'll ask them a couple questions on the tail end for the state of the town, record the tagline, and then we have that content, that material that we can put in later on, which is, I think, invaluable.
0: Right. So the planning process has to happen early, and you can't really shift course after that because, yeah. again, you'll <laughs> lose all of the footage that you shot at the beginning. And so, again, but picking But to be that-
1: safe, I record... <laughs> I record um, probably three or four different versions of choosing Gilbert and things like that, just in case we make slight tweaks to it. Um, I have people say, you know, I chose Gilbert, I choose Gilbert, this is Gilbert, <laughs> just, just in case there are some changes um, along the way. But so far, it's, it's worked really well.
0: Absolutely. And as you mentioned, we have a new mayor this year. So um, she is also, I think that's really important because people say, well, my mayor and my council would never want to go on camera. And so we do a lot of video. So to be fair, this isn't the only thing we do. It's, it's our most, um, it's our longest and most detailed production that we do. But our staff, our manager, our mayor, our council members are very used to being on camera. So you, we do include all of the council members and they will have either A line that they say, maybe a project they're working on or a topic, and they're out in the community, and we get them out and we do include all of them. That's another big question I get is kind of how you do that. But the mayor is the host. So she is the primary person who opens the video, closes the video, and like you said, ties all of the sections together, and we do write that. And so things change. And so it is hard to sometimes, I think, plan ahead for a video like this so far in advance because you don't you can't predict what the year will bring and you don't know, and it's true. New businesses will come, business will go. People will, you have to be, you know, adaptable in that way with the changes that come and kind of run with it. You can't totally prepare, you know, last February, we couldn't anticipate where we would be right now. So it is important to know that the heavy lifting is going to be at the end, the last eight weeks or so of the production, because you're going to be finalizing, pulling all those pieces together, going back, making sure you have everything you need, finding the holes and filling them and so forth. So again, even though you can kind of plan to start shooting Early. I would say the heavy production and getting into the edit has to kind of wait until the end. So you're, you know, not like you said, we didn't know who our mayor was going to be officially. So we were dealing with that and kind of planning around preparing for in case we, you know, had someone new come in in January after we'd been shooting all year with someone else. So, and that's a rare circumstance. Normally, you know, and you can kind of plan for who the mayor will be your host and so forth. But um, I think it's worked out really well. So Liz is new, um, our newest member of our team and into this world of production. And so she kind of jumped in at our busiest time at the end of the year and has gone out on various shoots. And so one other big section we do is with the manager and our manager does, you know, kind of the, the meat of the stats. I
1: call it the vegetables.
0: The, the veg, the he's, veg. He's yeah. the healthy
1: por- portion You're being a, of the video. I was video. saying the meat as in
0: kind of like the numbers and the stats, but yeah, yeah he's the
1: healthy portion. He's the, he's the facts and, and, the, the, and, and the, the, the
0: figures. And, and so we, we always have kind of struggled to make his part, I think a little bit more engaging and interesting. And so we did that. So Liz talk about what, um, Let's talk about the cameras we use, um, what the process is. I know for these shoots, there's two of you that usually go, whether it's lighting or two cameras or whatever that might look like. Talk about, you know, if you mount a GoPro or... or.
2: Um, So in watching the videos from previous years, typically Patrick was kind of, he's the town manager. He was on camera, um, very straightforward, and you could almost see it on his face. Uh, So what we decided to do this year is um, in style of the video itself and serving the theme of choose your own adventure and in serving what would make Patrick more comfortable on camera, we decided to shoot his scene in the Agrotopia neighborhood. And so it's actually where his home is, where he feels very comfortable and he owns a golf cart. So we decided, okay, you know, we're choosing adventure. We're driving towards the future. All of these things, um, they should all be intentional. You shouldn't ever shoot something just because let's put him in a golf cart or just because this is scenic, right? Point. Yeah. So there has to be an intention behind it and a reason for it and in serving the theme of the entire concept. So we decided, let's put Patrick at his home where he's comfortable, and he starts off the scene um, really talking about living, actually living in the neighborhood and his daughter living very close down the street. And um, you could tell right away he was so much more engaging and much more comfortable on camera, and that really serves um, the the higher purpose of the, the entire project. So, um, anything you can do really to make people feel more comfortable on camera, I would say do it. Uh, it really comes across not only in the way they're speaking, but, um, the way they they come across generally on camera. So we had Patrick do the intro um, kind of on on his porch and then he comes out into his golf cart. And for those shots, we switched between two cameras. We switched between a Panasonic camera, which is kind of our go-to camera that we're shooting with throughout the year. And then we also used a GoPro camera, which was really fun to experiment with. We didn't necessarily have a plan as far as This shot specifically with the GoPro, but once we were out and kind of on the scene, we came up with some really creative, fun ideas. So we have um, almost like the show Comedians uh, Driving in Cars Getting Coffee um, with Jerry Seinfeld. So we kind of ran with that idea and... Instantly. I mean, it was night and day between the scene from last year, for example, and this year. And it really is, um, in editing it, we, um, with each of the different sections, they really are their own scenes. And one does perpetuate and feed into the next scene, just like a narrative film would work, or just like a documentary film would work. Um, so it really gave a different, uh, a different feel to his entire scene, and um, just a different tone, a different beat. It really kept it upbeat and propelling
0: forward. Absolutely. And I think I get a lot of questions from other cities. You know, they say, okay, now I got a camera. So now, you know, what do I do and how do I use it? So just to be clear, um, Liz is a film, former film student. And so this is your area of expertise. And Jess is a former reporter and shooter and was a, you know, a predator and did everything on her own, a a one-woman band. (laughs) I like that. So, and... (laughs) In my former life, I was as well. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's funny because people ask all the time, you know, well, I, I have some AV tech, some audiovisual tech that I want to, you know, transform. And I think that's a real important point to make is that we have two digital journalists whose primary job is video production. And this is the major project. I mean, they're, you guys are shooting every day, whether it's live or, you know, a package or a manager's update, whatever it might be. But this is the big project that you're working on, like you said, documentary style throughout the year. So, and it does take, you know, dedicated people to do that. And like I said, they should be in-house and they should be trained video professionals. Um, Let's talk about the post-production process too, what goes into the editing and the graphics and the music and how we choose music and so forth. Because I think that's another question I get a lot from other people is, but how do you, you know, where do you get your music from? And How long, you know, is the editing process and and really being able to plan an account for that time. So you guys are done shooting. So we premiere this in January, but you're usually done shooting by the beginning of December, maybe a few pieces you have to wrap up, but it's mostly done so that you can focus on full-time editing until the production is finished. That's where the work begins. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So a lot of people, um, especially the people who, you know, watch the video, kind of look at it and think, or that, or that you talk to while you're in production are thinking, Oh, you know, well, you're done shooting. So you're done. Um, and I always say, no, that's, that's when we start working. Um, and, and really the, bulk of our time and effort goes into that post-production process cutting it all together um, we use the adobe creative suite software so we're editing on premiere pro Um, we're using uh, color correction tools we're correcting the audio um, basically telling the whole story and then uh, using after effects for a lot of the graphics so there are graphic elements in all of this digital city of the towns we have you know uh, graphic elements that come in for the title portion and kind of like an intro song and things like that. It gets pretty elaborate. Um, so I think the, the most time and effort we put in is really into the, into the last two months of it. Um, and right now we're kind of hunkered down. Liz is doing color correction. and working on the final elements of the transition graphics. And we're just back in our little, our little cave, you know, working away, uh, taking a break for the podcast. <laughs>
2: And I think that's a, a huge point to make. Is a lot of times um, people get that misconception that yeah, you're shooting. That's the that's really the bulk of it. That's the tough part. But post is something that you you really have to um, not only a lot time for, but a lot space for even creativity because things change. And again, that's where state of the town um, is very similar to documentary style because you can go out and shoot with an intention of a certain film and when you get into post you might have something very different and so you have to be adaptable you have to be able to change and and really when it comes down to it again serve the theme of the film or of the video. So um, that's where we come back to those basics. And so when I came in, Jess and I um, sat down and with Dana as well, and we talked about, okay, what what is the theme and how are we serving that theme? And Jess and I were speaking yesterday um, about color correction, for example. People don't realize a lot of times color is everything. And, and so in choosing that, you also make choices um, Based around your entire theme on c- color alone, so that that's another part, a huge part of post production that sometimes can get brushed to the side that you really want to to engage in and spend a lot of time on. Um, so in
0: music, oh, yeah, in music, music. I don't is think big. anyone understands. <laughs> you know, I always I'm always talking about. I worked at MTV, so I was used to music really drives your story. And it's so important that it's compelling, that it's engaging, and that it matches. You don't just lay music underneath something for the sake of giving it some background. The music is part of your story. And so I think that's another huge piece of it. And like we talked about with the theme was like, at first we were thinking like, do we really want to go like 80s techno with like a lot of our music? And then it didn't fit with what some of the sections were and what they're, like you said, what the feeling about them was or what their intention was. It didn't necessarily add anything to it. And it did, it felt odd, right? So you have to kind of go with those and say, okay, no, this music would be better because it's more driving here. You know, those strings are really sad in that part. And this is not a sad piece <laughs> of the video. So we, I would spend, and I know when I was at MTV and I worked in documentary as well, I would spend almost just as many days on choosing music at the end as I would doing anything else, even getting the story right. So it, it is really, there's all kinds of facets to the post-production. I think you're right. This is not just something, again, that you just go out and shoot. It's very time-consuming. Um, it definitely takes a special eye and a special ear. And, and I guess, you know, we also should say that even though the intention of this is so that you can watch it from anywhere and don't have to necessarily come to an event, we do premiere this video at our local Harkins Movie Theater. Um, and it just makes it really fun and special to see it on the big screen. But let me tell you, when you see it on the big screen, you really oh, yeah. see and hear everything. <laughs> And so it better flaws. look good and it better sound good. And so that's when we do a test run at the beginning, you know, you'll really be able to see. And that quality is something I'm so proud of. We I talk about it all the time with, you know, the, the high quality, high definition, high quality video that we make. This is not something where we string together a bunch of you know, council meeting or random video that we've shot. Like you said, everything is shot with an, an intention and a purpose, and it is to tell a story. And it has a beginning and a middle and an end. And there's, you know, a, it's a lot of time and planning and writing and thought that goes into that. And so, if you're looking to do something like this, no, you're you're gonna need months and months to come up with the idea and do the planning and then obviously the the pre and the post-production of it. So I think that's really important. And the the movie theater piece is just really fun. We do a red carpet. Um, There's something about the mayor and council feel. They love seeing the big screen and it, it is quite dramatic. And we invite people, you know, business leaders and community leaders and
1: Elected officials from elected all over the region come, which over. is great. Yeah. You know, and they so, get to see it. And, and then
0: they come and say, We, we, we want to do a digital state of the town now. <laughs> and they,
1: their, their communications departments get mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: say, Wait, we need, to, we need to make one too. Or I got a call. My favorite was last year after we released ours. The Miami, Florida called me, the city of Miami, and they're like, What production company do you use for your state of the town? And I said, Oh, we do it all in house, two people. And they were floored. But it has to be the right people, and you have to have the right skill sets. Like I said, with a video. Background who really understand and again understand a film process and the documentary process and so the storytelling piece obviously being a huge part of that, um, but it, it it is very time intensive. So it's funny because we labor over it so long and then we'll show it the first time, you know, we'll do a pass and we'll show it to the mayor for the first time with the manager. And they're like, oh, it's great. I love it. And they're not going to see any of like the little kind of nitpicky things that we see or we feel. And, um, and so that also is, you know, an interesting element, but our residents love it. It's a source of pride. They can share it. One other point to make is even though it's 15 minutes and a lot of people say, well, who's going to on your phone, sit and watch something for 15 minutes? Well, we do. We can and we have sectioned out various pieces. So, for example, the economic development piece can be its own standalone three to four minute piece that then the economic development department can use to market to businesses or potential businesses. So, I think that's another great point to make: is there's a lot of longevity with this video. It's not just something that again you show at an event and people look for a few weeks and they're over with. It's a tool that you're using for marketing purposes that drives awareness about Gilbert and about why people would want to live here and why they would want to bring their business here. Why. They they would want to raise their family here, and so that's the ultimate big picture of why we do this. Is it's something that lives on beyond a mayor standing at a podium giving an annual address. It's yeah. very powerful in that way.
1: We shoot, you know, we're shooting for it all year, and then it lasts the entire year. You know, we're we're breaking up those pieces and using them for different purposes and. Um, People are seeing it on our website all year round. We have visitors who come to Gilbert and have seen the video. Uh, We have people who've seen the video and then decide to move to Gilbert. So, you know, we've gotten a lot of really positive feedback uh, from, you know, the viewing audience and that's throughout the year. It really does last a long time. So it's definitely got a great value.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, the other piece about that is when someone... Can't come to visit Gilbert, and they're outside of Arizona. It does drive awareness, even within the market. I think other people see in Scotts are like, I didn't know Gilbert was you know doing all these cool things or had all these great things to offer. But people outside of Arizona who've never been here or thinking about moving or relocating their business or retiring or looking you know for a new place to raise a family, cost cost of living, um, affordability, and they see this video about Gilbert. I actually had a friend. I grew up in Gilbert, but then moved away, and I had a friend that no longer lives here that saw and called. And Gilbert used to be a very small farming town. And now it's, you know, kind of this growing, booming community that's becoming a business community one of the fastest growing cities in the country. And so it, she called me and said, I had no idea. She doesn't return to Gilbert very often. She's been gone for 20 years. And she was like, I had no idea that all these amazing things were happening in Gilbert. That's awesome. And so, again, there's a PR element and a marketing element of it that's really powerful. What do you do to get people to be comfortable on camera and want to participate in something like
2: this. Uh, I think a big part of getting people to be comfortable on camera is um, kind of allowing them to be themselves and being very reassuring. So even if someone is messing up, you you don't want to feed into the negativity or what's going on in their own mind because it's always worse in their head than it actually is. And so I think a lot of really positive feedback is good. It sounds very simple, but it's true. Um, and being very reassuring with them. So just no, that was great, but you know, perfect. Let's do it one more time. Let's try it again. And I'm always one for many takes. You know, you you obviously don't want to overshoot to a, a crazy extent, but if you have someone on camera, there's no harm in just having them do it a few times because a lot of times when you do that. The more they do it, the more comfortable they're going to get. The more into the lines, the more themselves they'll be. So I think it's just um, really what serves them best, and and setting them up, you know, um, for success. Jess and I spoke about how sometimes people just have a hard time walking and talking on camera at the same mm-hmm. time. So if that doesn't work for them, don't make them do it. It's going to look awkward, and and it's not going to serve the the better good of the the entire piece. So absolutely.
1: Yeah, and just general interviewing techniques, you know, uh, coming from a reporting background, um, I always kind of start with an icebreaker, start a conversation that leads into the conversation we're actually going to have on camera. And, um, you know, just anything you can do as a, as a person to help them forget that camera is even there um, kind of makes them more comfortable and, and candid, and that's when you're going to get your best stuff.
0: And one other important point to make is we don't set up all of these shoots in advance to go to shoot for the state of the town. We also use our content for other purposes. So, for example, we might be going to a grand opening of Mercedes-Benz and the president of Mercedes-Benz USA is going to be there and we're going to get an interview with him. We will be doing a package, a story on that, and a you know a brief video. But then we will also while we have that interview, be asking a few questions that we know we will save that content for the state of the town. And like Jess mentioned earlier, that's when we get the taglines. So just so you know, you, you can be, you can use these for multi-purposes You throughout the year. You don't just have to go plan, well, I have to do this and this and this. And then on top of it, I have to plan 15 shoots with businesses. No, we're already going to a lot of these events. We're covering them anyways. And so we do small packages on various business openings, not everyone. And we do get a lot of requests, you know, from business. Can you, make me a video no we you know we're not a production company for for businesses but we're happy to promote them when there's something newsworthy or you know monumental that's happening but then we with that shoot in mind we we always have the state of the town top of mind. So we know, okay, this, we save content. So we may say, we're going to use this for the package. We're going to save this for the state of the town or ask it as a follow-up. For example, we had a groundbreaking for Dirk Spently is opening um, a new bar and grill type place in our downtown area. We got an interview with him. We use some of that for the package, but then we also saved some footage for the state of the town.
1: Now that conversation usually goes, hey, this person's going to be in town or they're going to be at this event. Wouldn't it be great if we had them in the state of the town? Absolutely. So it's kind of, you know, we're we're covering the event anyway, and then we're thinking, hey, that would be great to highlight in this longer piece as part of our year in review. Um, And so that's kind of you know, how that develops.
2: And it's a very natural process too. When you're already there, you're already shooting a package and you have them on camera. It's very easy to just segue into a couple questions about Gilbert or about why they think it's great or whatever the theme of that year is. So it's a very natural process and yeah, it doesn't take a lot of extra time. You can get it done while you're doing other stories. So it's really great in that regard.
0: Awesome. So what do you think
2: this one going to be the best one yet? I think so. I think they're all,
1: every current year is the best one yet. We will top ourselves continuously. 2017.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. State of the town. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening. And you can learn more about and watch our digital state of the town at gilbertaz.gov backslash state of the town. And until next time, be sure to engage with us on social media. If you have questions or comments for us, use the hashtag GovGoneDigital. And we'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital.